The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip, tetrarch of the region of Aturiae and Triconitus, and Lysanias was tetrarch of Abilene, during the priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah, in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one crying out in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight and the rough ways made smooth and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This second Sunday of the Advent season, and especially the gospel story of John out in the desert, invites us to turn on our Advent imagination and hit the turbo switch so that we can leave behind these pews here in this little church in Spokane, Washington, and suddenly find ourselves in the middle of the Judean desert. It is a desert which is kind of like no other. It's not like central Washington, which is kind of sagebrushy and, and all of that. Or it's not like the Sahara, which is, which is all just waves and waves of sand. This Judean desert that we find ourselves in is hot, yes. It's dry, yes. There's not much vegetation, yes. But it's rocky, and it's hard, and it's difficult to walk through, it's difficult to be in, it's, it's a hard place, and it's filled with scrabble, and, and caves, and stones, and rocks, and more rocks, and more heat, it's an awful place to be, and that's where we are. Happily, happily, um, we're not alone out there, we're all together, each one of us. Even more happily, we all have our own camel. And that's really, really good. Because camels, as we all know, are not called the Cadillacs of the desert for nothing. <laughs> Even back then. <laughs> they are wonderful, wonderful animals and the ride is as smooth as you can be. If any of you have ever been on a camel, you know that. 
And they kind of clip-clop along and they cover all, they, they, they take the shock out of walking through that rocks and they're very agile getting around all of the creeks and the, 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 the little, uh, you know, the, the windy roads and everything. They're a wonderful animal. And even better, on the backs of these camels besides us are bags and bags of wonderful things that we can take up to a place like Baghdad and sell. You know, we have spices, and we have beautiful cloth, and we have, I don't know, whatever else is valuable. We can make up our jewels. We have jewels, let's say. And, and we're in this wonderful camel train, heading through the desert, heading up to Baghdad, where we're going to make a killing. It's going to be great. We're going to make lots of money up there and come home with silver and gold. And so we're clopping along with our camels. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we hear a voice crying out in this wilderness. And, and we don't know where it comes from. All of a sudden, we hear a voice. We can't even make out what it says, but it's a human voice. And we kind of look around, and we're searching for the source of this voice, and suddenly we see it way, way off in the distance. And here's this little strange man kind of jumping and skipping over the rocks to get over to us. And he's running and he's got a, he's got a walking stick in his hand. And he's, he's kind of old, or at least he seems old. He's kind of crippled up and he's, he's got, as he gets closer, you can see that he's as skinny as a skeleton. And he obviously doesn't eat much out here in the desert. And his hair is, is like a nest of crazy black and gray hair. It just sticks in all directions. And as he gets closer, we can see that his face is, is covered in wrinkles. It's leathery. He's been out in the sun way, way too long without his sunscreen. And, and maybe kind of weirdest of all, he's dressed not in normal clothes, but in a camel skin with a leather rope around his waist. And as he gets closer and closer, he's yelling at us and yelling at us. And we're all watching this because who could live out here? This is a desert. This is the Judean desert. People don't live out here. You know, this is a place where you get killed by scorpions and tarantulas and snakes and all kinds of terrible things if the sun and the heat don't get you first. And finally he gets closer and closer and closer. And we can finally begin to hear what he's saying to us as we've stopped our caravan of camels out there in the middle of nowhere. He lifts up his hands. He rails his big walking stick at us and he says, you're going the wrong way. What do you mean we're going the wrong way? We know exactly where we're going. We've got a good trail master here. He knows the route. He knows the way. We're headed to Baghdad. And to Baghdad, we're going. Where we're going to make a killing, by the way. Well, you're going the wrong way. He comes up to each one of us, looks us in the eye and says, you're going the wrong way. No, we're going the right way. No, you're going the wrong way. One after another after another. You're going the wrong way. And finally, the camel master, the trail hat, he says, enough of this craziness. It's hot out here. We got to get out of this desert before we die. See you later. Voice crying out in the wilderness. We're on our move. We're going to go. We're going to get out of this desert. And the crazy man looks at the camel pack leader and he says, oh, you're very wrong. You can't get out of this desert. 
What do you mean we can't get out of this desert? We just go a little bit further. We get down to the Jordan River, we're safe. You can't get out of this desert. Because this desert is in you. That's the real desert. That's a desert you can't walk out of. You can't escape the desert that's inside your hearts, inside your minds, inside your souls. That desert you cannot escape. And that's precisely where the mountains have to be leveled and the ways made straight and the paths prepared so that, so that the desert might become fertile and become green and become alive again. So that our hearts as human beings can see who it is who is coming. So that we might know the Lord when he finally appears to us. You cannot leave the desert because the desert's inside of you. The only thing you can do is follow me. Get off your camels and follow me down to that river where I shall wash you in the waters of repentance and renewal so that you can see and live and love and recognize the Savior when he arrives right in front of your eyes. Well, now we have a terrible choice to make because he's offered us an option. We can continue on our camels, continue on with our riches on the back of those camels, our spices and our beautiful cloths and our jewels, and we can go up to Baghdad and make our killing as always. Or we can follow this crazy guy in the desert down to the river and bathe. Well, gosh, how do we decide? Because on the one hand, he could just be nuts. The guy could be crazy as a loon. You know, he's been out under the hot sun way too long. He's had way too many sunstrokes. He's, he's talking nonsense here, so let's just keep going. Or we could take a deeper look into his eyes and say, I'm not so sure he's crazy. It's almost as if when I look into those wild eyes of his, I, I see something that he's seen that I too can see just a little bit of some vision of God, some vision of, of a life bigger than us, some meaning and purpose that is something I don't really understand or know, but it seems like he does. And that's the option he gives to all of us atop our camels. Keep going and live with the desert inside of you as you go off to Baghdad to make a killing on your worldly goods. Or, or get off your stupid Cadillacs of the desert and come follow me down to the river of life. And that's our choice on this second Sunday of Advent. Whether we're in the Judean desert by way of our Advent imagination or whether we're sitting right here in Little Sacred Heart Church in Spokane, Washington. Do we keep going as we always go? Or do we get down off of our camels and follow him to the waters of renewal so that our eyes and our hearts and our minds and our lives can be open to see the Savior of the world when he comes?